You're listening to Cosplay Bites, the podcast that takes a closer look at the world of cosplay, conventions, and all the nerdy bits and bites. Brought to you by the Lightning Palace and proudly sponsored by Anchor. Join me as I discuss a variety of topics and conventions alongside the joy of bringing your favorite characters to life. Okay, so I've got another episode of Cosplay Bites coming out for you guys, uh, continuing my PAX East coverage um, from this last weekend. And this time I have with me my wonderful friend that I got to hang out with a lot during the con, uh, Dylan, who also goes by her handles uh, Bunwitchy and uh, Princess Gigglesnort. Uh, hi. Hello. How are you feeling? Pretty good. I finally feel rested after PAX. It took a, it took a week, but um, I'm feeling better now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're over your sickness that you had? Uh, mostly, yeah. I'm still kind of like sniffly, but other than that, I, I have my voice back, which is which is a big thing. So. Yeah, yeah, that's, in, that's important for this. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, okay. So, um... Yeah, we'll just get right into it. Um, I guess by the time this comes out, um, there will be some probably cosplay posts that will have gone up. Uh, I don't know which ones that'll be. So just stay tuned for incoming regular posting from my blog, Lightning Palace. Um, but like all my packed East posts should be up by the time this is like publicly shared and whatnot. And then I'm just looking at my little little uh, notepad here of like my format and I apologize because the last two episodes I totally forgot to do uh, my uh, patron shout outs over on my free uh, Patreon. So I have um, Coralia Jade, Kat Yuska Moonfox, Kendall, Mink the Seder, Nicole Marie Jean, Noah, Oh My Sophie, and Shaylin. So thank you guys for continuing to support me on Patreon and um some backstory on me and Dylan. Uh, we first met at Katsukon, uh, I want to say 2017, 2016. It was one of those two. Yep. Um, we were roommates um, with her, her boyfriend, um, and a whole bunch of other friends of ours that I got to meet for the first time. So, uh <laughs> Yeah, and then we just pretty much stayed in touch ever since. And then I'd see her from time to time at certain cons like New York and PAX East where she'd be either working for some booths. Like, um, for example, she worked for uh, Square Enix a couple of times mm -hmm. for some of the outfits that she wore. Um, I know she helped promote, um, I want to say it was Lost Spear. Yep, last year, yeah, we did promotion for that at New York Comic Con and at PAX West. Yep, and uh, yeah, she is a she's a cosplayer. She's an artist of sorts. She makes a lot of charms, pins. Um, big into Kingdom Hearts, so uh, we got that. <laughs> yep. We got that in common. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little bit too big into Kingdom Hearts. I don't know. Certain, certain. Don't, don't out me like this. Don't out <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. You'll, yeah. If you get to know her more, you'll 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 find out. So <laughs> I won't out you too much. Um yeah, so I don't know 
when you got to the con? Because I know I got there on Thursday. Um, oh, um, so I, I got to PAX East on Friday because I was working for um, Atomic Hype, which is a company owned by Martin Wong. He was helping out um, the after party, the Acer after party hosted by Predator. Um, so I was helping out on Friday during the day and I was just handing out like promo materials and hats and we did some giveaways for some VIP passes to the event. Um, with, with Danielle, yeah. Yep, yeah, with Danielle DiNicola. Um, she was cosplaying, um, she does every year, she cosplays like a, um, like a, humanoid armor version of one of the predator computers which is pretty cool oh so that's it it's basically a computer i thought it was just, i knew it was like some hardware but no it's a specific okay yeah, yeah i think she i think she does a design based on a different model of a predator computer every year but um i don't know i don't know which one right yeah i'm not that big into that kind of stuff i'm not a pc gamer i'm a console pleb um, but yeah, I ran into her on Friday. She hooked me up with some sweet predator loot. Like I have a giant mouse pad of sorts <laughs> that's now covering my dresser away from the dust. So everything's on top of that now, which is cool. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I got a new bag to carry around with me. So that was nice. And a little hat that I still haven't worn too much yet. I've been wearing one of the other hats that I got. And then I actually decided to, uh, she was very nice to give me um, one of her pins that she made. Um, it, it's Kingdom Hearts related, but uh, it's basically the, uh, it's a sea salt ice cream um, pin with the word uh, salty bitch on them. And uh, <laughs> that's very, I no, I'm serious, I love it immensely. And like it's now on my hat. So I get to wear it every day when I go to work and I'm outside. So, yeah, thank you for that. You're welcome. Um, so, I'm going to assume, because I didn't see you at the after party, but you went there, correct? I was commuting from home every day, and my bunny is actually sick right now. She has the bunny flu. Um, and so I had to give her medicine every morning before I left and every night. So I had to be home for that. And also, I was sick, so I was just like... Oh, sure. I'm gonna sleep. <laughs> I'm gonna. <laughs> yeah, I think, right Well, I think I, I think I went to the um, I went to the Bethesda after hours event sort of thing. I mean, it wasn't really after hours, but Bethesda does this game days thing. Um, and so I went to that on Friday with some friends and just like sat and talked and hung out because they give out free food and, and free drinks and stuff. So, um, it's a lot more like low key than uh, the the Acer after party. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I can imagine. I didn't go to that one because um, I figured one after party is enough for me mm -hmm. for a con. Um, so, yeah, we got to we briefly saw each other on Friday and then we got to hang out a lot on Saturday and Sunday, which was really mm -hmm. nice. Yeah. Uh, you cheered me up when I was dealing with imposter syndrome of sorts during the con. Mm -hmm. So that meant a lot. And uh, yeah, we just walked around. We tried some games. Um I know I touched on this in the last episode, but one thing we both did on that Sunday was um, we visited this uh, let's see, EQ Studios where they had they were I guess showing off their game called Scene Investigators, and 
it would be you, me, a friend of yours, or a couple of friends of yours that I met for the first time, and mm -hmm. we, uh, Elena and Kay. Yep, Elena and Kay, and we, uh, they basically, it was interesting, because they had a live demo of sorts, where they basically recreated a crime scene, and someone was murdered, and they gave us a little sheet, and we teamed up, like, our group of four people teamed up with two others, and we basically were tasked to answer a bunch of cards or answer a bunch of a couple of questions of like who sat in what chair and they were like all it was all official like they gave us notepads and like latex rubber gloves so we wouldn't like contaminate the scene <laughs> it was it was interesting um it was a lot of fun though i thought it was probably like one of the most fun memories i have of this pax was being able to do that because it was basically like an escape room but like for a video game you know yeah um, like I was interested in playing the game itself anyways, and I'll probably get it when it comes out, but like being able to do a live demo, like a IRL <laughs> demo of the game was super fun. Yeah. That's definitely a highlight for me as well. Um, and we got all the answers right. So that was, that was a good plus. We did. We got, and we got bonus treats. Um, yeah. I still haven't, did you get an email from them yet? Cause I know they took down our emails cause they said, Oh, we'll email you like the full story. Like, so you oh, know, of, like the murder. Yeah. Um, I don't think they have yet, but usually it takes a little bit for companies to like settle down, I guess, after packs, you know? So, Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, so we'll probably get it soon. Yeah. Yeah. No, it definitely had me curious after playing through it. Um, and then another thing that I didn't mention in the last coverage episode was um we got to hang out with our friend um ali mm -hmm. who was working for a company called uh anna perna interactive and he actually hooked me up with doing a small quick chat interview with one of the developers or like one of the head developers for this game called uh, maquette and i didn't get to play it but he was just talking to me about it and i was watching like some person like playing for the demo so um looking at my notes here from what i gathered from when i was talking with them um but you're basically it's like a first person game um where you're basically it's a world within a world so like and i guess you can like quickly go to like there's like a larger version of the world and then like a miniaturized version of like the one you're in and there's a distinct relationship between them where basically affecting one affects the other so like i think he was mentioning something on the lines of like in the smaller version of the world um you like unlocking a key or something about a bridge like being formed and then when you were doing all that in the smaller version of the world it was then replicated in the big world so that you could get through like certain obstacles and so it seems to be more like a puzzle game and there were lots of story elements in, um, intertwined, as the developer was saying and explaining it to me. And I was also just, like, captivated by, like, the gorgeous visuals. So, like, visuals and, like, story elements, um, they're big, um, important pieces to me when it comes to a game. Um, that's why um, I fell so in love with um, Coffee Talk when I played that on i want to say friday um i'm still playing through it like i bought it like when i got into the hotel room because i learned that it was on the switch and i was like oh boy <laughs> just what i need mm. and um yeah they uh 
the developer there were really nice and um they guy they gave me coffee like <laughs> legit ground coffee that i then made uh, earlier this week at home they're actually really good awesome. and um we got to play a sec i got a second go round of the final fantasy 7 remake demo because we both got to play it after mm-hmm. uh <laughs> running into the community manager and then he just whipped out a couple of tickets like here go have fun and i was like <laughs> oh cool uh so what did you think of the demo um so my initial thoughts i was like oh this is fun like i kept smashing x because i'm so used to playing kingdom hearts you know that like i kept smashing x as attack instead of um square right so um like the demo wasn't bad like i felt super op um but my afterthoughts of it were like not as stellar because like i remembered that Square said that they were going to put in turn-based combat into Final Fantasy VII, and they definitely did not do that. Um, so the the Final Fantasy VII demo was released like for um, PS4 right after PAX, which I also played. Um, yeah, the longer demo. Yeah, and so that one, like, I felt so much more anxious because like it's harder because you're not as OP as in the demo at PAX because like it's meant to feel good, you know. Um, so fighting the scorpion. Uh oh, did I lose you? Hang on a sec. Oh, this is a piece I know what to edit out. Oh, what happened? I can still. I could still hear you. I couldn't hear you. Like you cut out. Oh, okay. That's well, okay. Anyways. <laughs> So um, scorpion, I get yeah, no, I can edit this out. That's fine. That's good. Okay. Um. So the giant scorpion, like the 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 first boss battle, basically of the game. Like when I went in, when you're playing the demo on the PS4, like it's so amazing going in and being like, oh my god, it's exactly the same as like the original with the train and like avalanche and everything, and the music is amazing. Um, but when I started like going through the options and settings of the game, I was like, okay. I can't, I don't like that I'm so close to the character. Um, I don't, I haven't played 15, so I don't know if it's the same amount of distance, but like when you play seven, the original, like you're, you're, you have more of like an up down view of the entire map. So you can see what's going on. Um, But you're, you're very close to cloud when you're playing in the demo. And then um, I was fiddling around with the uh, turn-based options and it's not really turn-based like at all. (laughs) What happens, essentially is like instead of um one character having ai while you control another character both characters are giving a given the ai and then you basically only control items and spells um right when your atb gauge fills up because every uh, yeah everyone else is attacking and i guess evading on automatic yeah i didn't try that but i'm curious yeah it just like it doesn't feel very good because it's like Oh, but like I want to be able to do all of the attacks. Like it, it feels like they took part of the control, but they only took like the fun part away, <laughs> which oh, is like no. the hacking and slashing. So it's like if you're gonna do hack and slash, give you like 
do full control of hack and slash, but I only want to control one character at a time. Like having to control, it's going to be chaotic when you have to control three characters because it's like, okay, this character's dying, but like you don't have giving potions or healing or using like Kiraga or whatever on automatic. So like you have to make sure that they're all okay, but everything is happening in real time. So like it just, it's just chaos. <laughs> oh my gosh. So like, now I know why the demo like literally gives you like 30 potions. And I was like, okay, now I see why. Because I had to give Cloud and Barrett a million potions while I'm trying to control both of them at the same time. Yeah, so they annoying. So it didn't seem like they were like administering potions on their own? No, they don't. They don't do potions on their own at all. Um that might have been in the settings that I missed, but like I, I didn't see because I think 15 did that where they would heal you automatically if you were getting low. Well, right, but the first playthrough of 15, you only control Noctis, right? Like, it only came True. in in a later update that you got to do, do Prompto and Gladio and, and Ignis and everybody. Um, so, like, another Kingdom Hearts example. Like, you can change the settings for Goofy and Donald to heal you automatically, and, like, you can change the frequency. I did not see a setting like that in the demo. I, I only played through it once, so I'd have to go back and look. But, like, the fact that that's not just, like, a base like a baseline is really frustrating because it's like if I want to play hack and slash like I don't want to have to deal with controlling another character like maybe for specific spells or something or like specific instances like okay there's an enemy that's far away and Cloud can't reach it like I have to use Barrett for that fine but like the whole trying to make it turn-based but like not really turn-based with hack and slash just does not work at all like one or the other guys Mm. Yeah. Ah, I, I I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um both the short demo and then the longer version. Yeah, um, yeah, for sure. I mean it was still fun and like I enjoy playing hack and slash and I'll definitely probably play it when it comes out because like obviously I enjoyed the original, but um I just wish it weren't so chaotic, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, how how the battles play out when Tifa and Eric join the party. Yeah. Three people in yep. the game. Oh boy. And then we we both didn't get to try the Animal Crossing demo because uh good God it was always a line. Yeah, that line was insane. And same with like the store, like getting into it. Um like I couldn't get stuff from my friends because like I came in like Sunday at my last last shot and got there for like eight. The queue line opened up at 10 a.m. and I was speed walking down. I had to go to the other side of the convention and within four minutes, uh, I was capped. And yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, I eventually did get into the line, but I mean, all the stuff was sold out. And I don't know if it was from sold out from yesterday or they just that quickly sold out during the day which is possible for the latter option yeah um but i did get an isabel pen so there you go yeah i get to give that to my younger brother because nice. he loves animal crossing and is also a horrifying uh isabel main in smash <laughs> I have nightmares uh-huh. <laughs> uh but we did i guess from your connection, we got to like kind of <laughs> cheesily cut the line and get a picture with Tom Nook, I believe. We had a 
or something. Oh no, did I lose you again? No, why does this keep happening? I'm still here. Yeah. Like, did you talk just now? Yeah. Yeah, well, I said Tom Nook, and then... Yes, yeah, and I said, yes, I was still talking. Oh, yeah, that's so weird. Anyway, yeah, we did that. Uh, we hung out with some of your other former co-workers, which was great, lovely people. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then I try out a rhythm game, mm -hmm. uh, which was somewhat interesting. Uh, it utilizes like a DJ turntable. Like, I don't know. I assume maybe that's like an option for a controller you can buy at a later date. Uh, so I was curious as to how that'll be like implemented in mm -hmm. the if people want to try it out. Um, were there any games aside from the ones that we checked out, um, any games that you were able to play when you weren't like quote unquote working uh, that really caught your eye? Um, yeah, there are a couple at the, there's actually, there was one that I didn't get to play, um, but it was at the Indie Mega booth, like at the, um, the mini booth, and I have the card for it, and I don't remember the name of the game, but it's like, it was basically like Magical Girls Riding Cats is the entire game, <laughs> but you can like also ride rabbits, and there are just like really fat cats, and it looked amazing and wonderful. Oh, <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. Um, so I was very intrigued. There was someone else playing and it was, um, it was like the last like 30 minutes or something on Sunday. So everybody was winding down and people were getting like their last play play-ins. Um, so I got to play a couple of games over there, um, before the hall closed, but that one, like, I was just like, this is an amazing concept. I love everything about this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Riding bunnies. Oh, that's right up your alley. Exactly. Magical <laughs> girl riding a rabbit. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. Um, then you helped me out a little bit with the um, cosplay photography that I was taking pictures of on mm -hmm. Saturday. And hopefully that satisfied uh, people that were able to read it on my blog. I hope it was good enough because um, I, I was still a little bit shy, but then like I didn't want to. I took a lot of photos. I. <laughs> out for my first time going as media like i didn't want to like overwhelm myself with a lot of work so to speak right. um what else uh i did some shopping did you do any shopping i did not i did not buy anything at pax aside from food aside from food <laughs> yeah um nope i didn't i didn't buy anything uh, I won a thing at one of the Bethesda Game Days events. I won a uh, Doom Guy figure and a Ooh. signed Doom poster. Um, I don't know who it's signed by, but it's signed by two people. Um, so that's okay. pretty cool. <laughs> I wow. was very disappointed, though. When he, they gave it to me, I was like, oh, does it have Daisy in it? Except they didn't respond to me. So I was like, well, I'll just have to draw Daisy in myself. Daisy is Doom Guy's pet rabbit. Oh, <laughs> so, oh, that's canon. Okay. Yeah, she's um, 
she's an Easter egg in a, in a couple of games and the official um, Doom Eternal poster has like, you can see Daisy in the background. Um, and I also won a uh, Vault Boy bobblehead. Um, oh my God. Yeah, so he's, he's the charisma one. So he's on my desk right now. Give me a thumbs up and a big smile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have, I have I have my media pass hanging from my little locker cabinet. Uh, I have our, our selfie uh, in a frame so I get to look at it every, every single day. Oh. It makes me happy. And then I have... Um, both of the uh, FF7 remake demo tickets um, taped to the picture frame along with the demo pass I got for KH3 uh, the year before it came out in New York. Mm. Um, yeah, it, was, it was good. I get to pose. We both got to pose on the uh, Harley Davidson motorcycle over at Square's booth. Mm. Um, that was interesting. Yeah, Cloud's motorcycle. I don't remember the actual name of the motorcycle. It, like, because it has a name. I yeah, know. I want to. I don't know if it had a name in the original because I think I think it was Fenrir, or is that the name of his sword? Um, I, I don't know. <laughs> right. I have no idea. Yeah. Um. Let's see. What else? About oh you're right yeah it is I just looked it up it is called Fenrir the motorcycle yeah in um in Advent Children anyway Advent Children his name is his motorcycle's name is Fenrir yeah 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 yay um were there any standout uh cosplays that you saw while you were like traversing the convention um oh there was a fiddlesticks on that I saw on Friday who's really amazing. It was just like the plain skin of Fiddlestick. From League of Legends? Right. Hmm. Um, other than that, I didn't see a whole lot of cosplay, honestly. Like, there were some, but... Um... Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Fax isn't... Good cosplay. It like it never has been, and every year um, when Riot is not there, it always is like less cosplay because Riot always had the um, like the cosplay repair station and stuff. Oh right, and yeah. then they usually in general just have a giant booth presence. Yes. I yeah. Remember yeah. Past. Hmm. But they haven't been around the past couple of years. No, they haven't. Um. I got to chat with a headphone company on Sunday that I mentioned in the last episode, and I'm kind of debating about maybe getting a pair of their headphones uh, sometime in the summer just because I've been told by the guy I was talking with, like, even though a lot of the terminology was going over my head, um, he said that, you know, like, these are the ones, the headphones were demoing primarily for gaming because i mean they have like a lot of experience in the audio industry and they were venturing into the gaming world and like since i started doing all this podcasting stuff i kind of have taken more of an appreciation for like the mics and the headphones and whatnot but uh these had really good sound quality like i got to play a couple rounds of easy pd uh, cs go with the <laughs> headphones on. yeah <laughs> yeah there was like no one 
I think it was all computer controlled AI and they, and like the opponents were like set to stupid or something. Mm. I guess it was just more so to showcase the sound and the holy smokes, it was impressive. To and he was kind of like just trying to justify, and I guess it makes sense, you know, because you have all these like people wondering like um you know why the hell would i pay like 250 plus for a pair of headphones because you got all these like all these companies like logitech and razor like with their headphones mainly mainly almost kind of focusing on like the colors and you got the ones with the cat ears and the ones with the cat ears that light up leds and yep but it's like no audio like the sound quality is just as important and he would tell me like, that's kind of why we have these set pieces so mm-hmm. definitely something i'd want to look into uh, for the near future um what else about paxi do you want to talk about um what else of Paxis do I remember is a better question. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know. It was um, it was a good, just like chill weekend. Um, a lot of my Paxis have always been pretty hectic. Um, yeah, because it works. Yeah, yeah. Um, so this year I just wanted to take it easy, and it was nice. It was nice to just like relax and hang out with friends and. And just chill for once. Yeah. Yeah, I was able to do some of that when I wasn't working and gaining and gathering like content to make. Um, but it was it was a lot of fun and it definitely uh definitely a con I can return I'd want to return to, uh should the similar uh circumstances line up again because uh it was great and everyone gave me a lot of congratulatory remarks on like making it to this point so it meant a lot and um yeah yeah spending hanging out with you for the saturday and sunday was a lot of fun i had a lot of fun as well so i'm glad yeah yeah thank you for letting me hang out with you and um i mean you're super sweet and nice and <laughs> you all know with your yeah with your your cosplays and your cosplaying the many upon many of like ships of characters like i know just browsing through your cosplay portfolio like you recently did like a a deku and bakugo duo shoot with a friend of yours so that was hilarious And, (laughs) and then just like other funny pictures i remember from katsukan and um I think you you did yeah you did do Xion at one point. Okay, right. Yeah, for uh, I think it was 2017. We were at Hallmat. We did a, a huge Kingdom Hearts group, and I'm still amazed that we managed to pull it off and get everyone together because like it was it was so much fun. Yeah, you had. I think you had a Sora and a Riku also. So the Sora is um is Nippa Nippa dubs um. Oh yeah he just like knew that we were doing the group and then wanted to come take pictures with us. So just like, cool. So the original group of us was the organization 13 plus Shion, King Nikki and Riku um, all in the black coat. And then uh-huh. um, Nippa came and hung out with us in his Sora. So there were 17 in total, but 
was just 16 people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think Danielle um, Balu orchestrated all of that. Yeah. Um, yeah. She, she started the, um, started the group and then I was able to find a coat that we could all that like wasn't super expensive that we could all just buy so we all had the same one but um, a couple people I think Danielle and um, one other person had difficulty getting their their coats but everyone else had the same ones right right yeah that group was awesome because I think because I think um, one of the times I've ordered like prints from Danielle sometimes she'll like give me a shit ton of prints Aww. and spoil me but one of the prints i do remember having is of her you and um moderately okay cosplay at the uh twilight trio yeah <laughs> yeah i love that picture and uh julia the end of something beautiful the photographer she photoshopped ice cream into her hands so when we're taking the picture we just like have our hands out like pretending to hold ice cream <laughs> <laughs> um but then she edited it and yeah that's that's like that picture and then the picture of the end of like days um the one of me and danielle as roxas um when shiana's fading away those are like my two favorite photos that we took all the feels yeah <laughs> yeah um okay so have you ever i mean i haven't so but have you ever tried steam salt ice cream i have um is it when, good uh <laughs> to be determined because last time I made it I was like 13 because that I was that age when Kingdom Hearts 2 came out um and so I found a recipe online and I tried making it in our like busted ice cream maker that didn't work and so it just was like really salty and like goopy and icy like it was all crystallized ice it was not ice cream texture at all um, and it just didn't, it did not work, but I am going to try again. Uh, I'm going to hang out with my friends, Elena and Kay and another friend, Mandy. And, uh, we're, we all cosplay the sea salt family. So we're going to try making the ice cream again and see how that turns out. Hopefully better oh, than fun. last time. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Um, and I know you have some thoughts on, uh, KH3 as a whole. I do. I have, oh, many thoughts. <laughs> uh, I have many thoughts about Kingdom Hearts. Many thoughts. Too many thoughts. Too too many thoughts about Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. Uh, unless you want to get into it. Um, no, I don't. <laughs> well, I mean, we could do this like brief, like overall, with Kingdom Hearts three worth the excruciating like ten year wait. Uh, in short, no, it was not. Oh boy, I loved it anyways, but it was not worth the excruciating wait. Right? Did the DLC make up for that? No. <laughs> 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 the DLC was a lot of fun. Um, I sort of categorize it into three parts, and so uh, two out of the three parts, I was like, hands down, I would just buy it for those two things. Um. And the other third was okay. It wasn't awful. There were some parts where I was like, yeah, but like I beat it in three, four hours or something <laughs> once it was released. So, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I, I still haven't beaten the uh, secret boss. I don't know if I will. 
Mm, yeah, uh, they were they were really hard, but they were a lot of fun. They were they were definitely a lot of fun. I had fun with those. Oh yeah, the data ballads were a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. I was just powering through it. Yeah. 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 I made the mistake of starting with Vanitas, who is apparently one of the harder ones, but like that made everything else easier because I was like, oh, this is this is a breeze. I don't understand why everyone's having such a hard time with this character. <laughs> oh, that's because I started with the hardest one. Right, right. Because I did in order, like instead of going from left to right, I went right to left. So I started with Vanitas and then did Tara Xehanort. <laughs> right. Uh, and then moved on from then. So by the time I got to like Young Master Xehanort and and Zigbar and stuff, I was like, man, this is brilliant. I think that's, I think that's the direction I started in. Cause, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, it was great. I loved. Uh, I think Marluxia's fight was one of my favorites just because of the callback from um, the data fight in uh, two final mix. Mm -hmm. Yeah. With the doom counter yep. and how they improvised that. And then uh, Shion had arguably the best battle music ever. Honestly, Syx's battle music though slapped. That was it was so good. I can't wait till those the sound like the soundtrack basically for that comes out because like all they were they were so good. I all probably was great. Yeah, Shion was the hardest I think for me. Yeah, yeah, her her fight was was difficult. Um, like once you learn the pattern, it isn't as difficult. But like when I first went in, I was just like, "What is happening? Why is my health being diminished?" Right. <laughs> yeah. And then the part in the uh, the remind scenario where you were basically playing as all the guardians against the um, uh, spoilers. Oops, sorry, don't care. It's out. You probably YouTube it. Okay. Um, but yeah, the the part where you're the guardians facing up against the thirteen guardians that is, I think, it is my all time favorite like Kingdom Hearts just fangirl moment because. That to me topped the the uh the Final Fantasy team up that you had in two when you were going down the path toward I think the one thousand heartless battle when you went back to Hollow Bastion. Um, um I really love the banter. Like listening to Jesse McCartney talk to himself is just like such <laughs> comedy and in any situation. Oh, so good. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Oh my gosh, and and oh yeah, and that and that whole uh, reunion sequence, like the added extra stuff in the remind scenario with the sea salt trio, uh, made, uh, made me cry. I know my heart. I can't. Ah. And that re and their reaction, like combo team move, was just awesome. <laughs> no, I know, right? And I love, I love that the um they like wrote and like they didn't just leave the. Of Lisa being like all of the stuff resolved that, which was very nice. So any extra scenes we get of them, I'm just like, uh, yes, yeah. They yeah. definitely. I feel like I I love them more, um, because I I barely remember playing through three five eight days over two on the DS, and then like I watched all the cutscenes right. uh, when the HD collection came out, and I got it for the PS4, but like. Part of me feels like I enjoy them as much as I do like the 
the original trio. Like, I'm not that huge of a fan of the uh, the BBS trio because I don't know. Terror just so bland. <laughs> Aqua is just Aqua, and then Ventus is just Roxas. <laughs> I thought. It's somewhat, somewhat babyisher, maybe. I don't know if that's a mean thing to say, but I mean, I guess. I mean, they all went through some really difficult and tough things. Um, sure. Yeah, arguably, probably the most difficult things of any of the trios. Um, just because, like, I mean, being trapped in darkness for ten years. Oof. Oh yeah, no, they definitely went through the most. Uh, bullshit, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. Um, any other, uh, so like aside from, I guess, whatever the hell Kingdom Hearts 4 or whatever that, whatever's next, because Heat he, Nomura can't let Versus 13 go. Nope. Apparently not. I, I mean, I didn't realize he was. He, I didn't realize he was that salty over it, or somewhat. Of course he is. <laughs> I am not surprised at all that he was that salty over it. Cause like, man, he just he just wants to do what he wants to do. Yeah, and if this is how he's gonna do it, then that's how he's gonna do it. So, uh, aside from that, and Final Fantasy VII's remake, which comes out, look at the date. A month from two days from now. Uh, are there any other games that you're looking forward to that probably were shown at PAX or like weren't? Um, no, <laughs> I don't honestly have very many new games on my radar. I'm just getting trying to get through some of my older games, um, which I'm like kicking myself for because I I finally sat down and like got through uh, The Witcher because I I have the first one. And I was like, I'm going to play it. And then I got stuck on this stupid beast in chapter one. And I <laughs> put it down for like years um, and then finally got past it. And I'm thoroughly enjoying the story so much that I am like, I just got all of the audiobooks from The Witcher as well. And I've been listening to that while I work on stuff. And uh, they had a booth for The Witcher 3, The Wild Hunt at PAX a couple of years ago. And now I'm like, man, I should have paid more attention to that because this is a great game but yeah so unless there's a new witcher game coming out at some point in the future um i don't really have anything on my radar right yeah a friend of mine a friend of mine uh lent me his copy of the witcher 3 and um i tried it mm -hmm. uh, i can respect what it did and like how acclaimed it is but like it gave me so much like world of warcraft vibes Okay. With the questing system, I think, and like just how vast the world is, and I'm just sitting there like, I don't have the time to invest in this. I just gotcha. yeah. I mean, that's sort of why I'm enjoying it though, because I wanted a new game to invest all my time in. Because like I've played three out of five of the Elder Scrolls games, Morrowind, Oblivion, and Skyrim, and then I play Elder Scrolls Online. And I like big, I like having lots of freedom and just like, cause I'll be doing a bunch of quests and then I'll just bugger off and go collect herbs for two hours, which I am totally content to do. <laughs> well, I, I did that a lot in uh, World of Warcraft 
back when I still played it, like there were just some sessions where like, okay, I want to up my herbalism. I want to up my mining. I want to up my jewel crafting. Like I'll give me an hour and I'll just go run around doing that and collecting gold. Um, but it's like, I'm like, I want to try cyberpunk. Like, thank God it got delayed so that I can give final Fantasy seven, my undivided attention when it comes down next month. But, um, and I was told that like Cyberpunk's world is a lot smaller, but there's still gonna be like a crap ton of stuff to do. So I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah. Um Yeah, I uh pretty much out of games to play at the well, I'm I'm playing through coffee talk. And that's very wholesome and relaxing. And then uh Personified the Royal comes out at the end of March. I got that pre-ordered and set. I'm going to play that for 10 days. <laughs> and then my life is over. <laughs> because I can't... I think I, I talked to a friend about it. Like, you can't beat Persona 5 in 10 days. Like, no, I don't want to beat it in 10 days. That'd be crazy. Uh, I mean, just, just make sure to take lots of breaks and put the game down. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Especially with all the work and my internship going on. Um, yeah. I don't think I will have too much time. I mean, I'll have two giant RPGs to play through. So that is true. I'm pretty much set through till hopefully the fall, unless I don't get too crazy. Because then, like, Pokemon got its DLC coming out starting in the summer. And I, I think if the remake is, any, like, if Final Fantasy VII Remake is anything like the original, I think you will be set. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I mean, they turned the first disc into a full RPG 30 hour game. Uh, I've and I've watched some streamers and some YouTube videos about some of the stuff they played because they said they said so. Apparently, we played the demo at PAX East. That I believe was the E3 demo. Yeah. And then the one that got released the next day, that was a demo from November. Oh, was it? Hmm. Yeah. Because I'm watching one of the YouTubers I watch is a Maximilian dude. He's a big fighting game streamer. And like, they're enjoyable, but like, I love his Final Fantasy stuff because he's a huge into like Final Fantasy and Seven's his favorite game of all time. Mm -hmm. And he got invited to, um, Square to try out a, the game like added like close final build like three weeks ago, and I think it's okay to talk about because he talked about it in his, in his video. But like the part where um Jesse asked um Cloud like you and Tifa you're pretty close right like you remember that part yeah yeah I know, yep and then like he had like a headache and the screen flashes like green and yep. then that was it and then he talks apparently they added in. A flashback sequence where you you're in Nibelheim as in first person view of Young Cloud, and then you just see Tifa as a little girl, hmm. and it's just like all the stuff he was saying, like all the like, like all the like references to Crisis Core that were like sprinkled in this hmm. demo that was released. And then, like, all the, like, apparent music callbacks to Advent Children, it was just, like, blowing my mind. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> well, uh, 
Yeah. Well, if there's anything else last minute we want to mention, or we could end it here. Um, bought a lot of stuff, had a lot of fun. Thank you so much to PAX for allowing me to go as a media personnel uh, for my own content. And I hope that when you guys listen to these episodes, um, that uh, they were enjoyable and that I did you proud. So, um, yeah, thank you to everyone and Dylan and just everyone, all the guests that I've had for your continued love and support. Um, Dylan sells a lot of charms, a lot of like Kingdom Hearts based charms. Um, so if they want to find and follow your work, uh, where do they go? Uh, so you can find me on Instagram at bunwitchy. That's my art Instagram. My cosplay Instagram is Princess Gigglesnort. Um, I'm on Twitter at bunwitch. Um, and then my Etsy store that I run with my friend is Anarchy Angels, which is a definite, absolutely, it is a quote from uh, Panty and Stocking. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So uh, I got one more episode of Pack East, hopefully, uh, that I'll be recording soon. And then I'll be back to scheduling and coming up with more content and episode ideas for you guys. So thanks for listening. And Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, please feel free to leave a review and feedback. You can also support the show through Anchor's listener support or on my Patreon, patreon.com slash lightningpalace. For more cosplay news and coverage, visit the Lightning Palace on Blogspot and follow Lightning Palace on Twitter and Instagram. See you all next time.